Blog Talk Radio. Okay, we're getting ready to get started. One more second, and boom. Welcome to Live Deliverance Internet Radio Ministries. This is our telethon. We got to do better. We have to do better. And I'm going to come up against the powers of darkness. I'm going to fight the forces of darkness with the word of God. I will, with the authority of Christ, pull down strongholds that's trying to block income from coming into this radio station. The Lord put me on notice and said, go to war. They're trying to block. In the Bible, the Bible, Daniel said a prayer that was holed up 21 days in Daniel chapter 10. We are going through a tremendous turbulence of financial need. They need headsets. Well, why is he saying all of this? This is a full-time internet radio ministry. We're 501c3, and we are on the air, and we've been on the air 14 years. Now, I know God's going to meet the need, but I have to ask those out there, you have to help us. We need newer people to help. We have some faithful ones, and I thank God for them. You know, we really bring the word of God out on this radio station. I mean, you got this unadulterated, simple, simplistic teaching. And tonight, we're going to be talking about something that a lot of people really need to know uh, on this telethon. There are two types of pastors, and the Bible speaks of it. And there's a lot that the Bible says. When we're set under someone, it can be very detrimental to you, or it could be a blessing to you. I happen to be blessed to meet Pastor Wayne C. Thompson. I was in college when I met Pastor Wayne C. Thompson from Fellowship of Faith Church International, Erico 4434611162. And we have Pastor Wayne Thompson on. As a matter of fact, uh, tomorrow, Pastor Wayne C. Thompson will be on all day at www.livedeliverance.com. And when I got hired, I was before uh, I went to the military, I got hired. I, I, I got. I, I, I got saved at Clark Atlanta University, <laughs> and then I got hired at Eastern Airlines as a mail clerk. And I, w- I was working, I think, part time, and then I got full time. Then I went to the military, came back to the Eastern Airlines. But during that time, I met Pastor Wayne Thompson, and I was blessed to have a man who was very, very dedicated. He had no problems with people, no perversion, and none of that with him. And uh, he taught the Word of God in a format that I never even heard before. And another thing, I guess, that attracted me to him, he was a former Marine, and I'm come out of a military family, but he was very kind and passionate, and he was a good pastor. And I had a pastor that set the examples. God bless him. He gave me $1,000 a month for two years to support my radio ministry. So I owe Fellowship of Faith everything because God sent me a wonderful pastor. But everybody don't have a pastor like that. And I was blessed to have an, a pastor who believed in speaking in tongues, who believed in teaching faith, bitterness, pride, deliverance. You know, in Family Enrichment Seminar was a very blessing. And he would carry me in a car and cast out so many demons with me. I remember when the spirit of Catholicism came out, I saw purple foam come out of my mouth. i never forget that. 
I spit it on the ground, and I can still see it today. And Pastor Wayne said, come out of him. And I would do a, he would do a lot of deliverance with me. And uh, as the church moved on, they moved away a little bit from deliverance. But when I met him, it was on. <laughs> and I thank God that I, I met Wynn Worley, uh, a deliverance minister from Pastor Wayne at Fellowship of Faith. And Fellowship of Faith was the beginning of the love that I have for the nation of Jamaica. I began to be a uh, janitor there. I cleaned up church, and I went from a janitor to a musician. Uh, I was a musician, a trumpet player for Fellowship of Faith, and then from there, a messenger. And uh, my first mission was Duncan Trelawney in Jamaica, 1985. I saw people walking poor to church, smiling talking about Jesus and their clothes. They don't have the, the, the shoes they're holding their shoes. This is happy. I said, Lord, what kind of people are these? And I fell in love with the nation of Jamaica. And as I continued my journey with the Lord, I had backslidden. Then I came back to the Lord, the Lord and I began to uh, open and operate under the ministry uh, with Chaplain John Durden. Yet, and uh, which was at a hospital at Southfield Medical Center. And from there, uh, someone introduced me to a teacher. I didn't, I didn't have internet radio was nowhere, nowhere in my, to have an internet radio station. Very, uh, computers, I didn't even want to deal with computers. So uh, this ministry came forth out of a hospital. And it was formed. Uh, from a hospital to my house, and from my house to Phoenix Boulevard, from Phoenix Boulevard to Internet Radio Station. I used to be on New Wine Radio, and uh, the Lord moved me, and he said, name it Fellowship of Deliverance Internet Radio in honor of your pastor for seven years. After that, I want you to send it and move it to LiveDeliverance.com, and I did that. And I thank the Lord for Pastor Wayne Thompson. Uh, praise God for Brother Nelson Dean. And the assistant pastor, uh, what's his name, Brother Darrell, God bless them. Uh, pastor Steve Lee is with me from Fellowship of Faith Church on Mondays. I had a good pastor, and I had a good basic foundation, really. And it was a blessing to encounter one time we was in praise and worship when Brother Ambrick was a keyboard player, and he used to pray for, uh, pray for Brick. Steve Lee was a drummer, and he played professional. I believe he played for the Ohio Players. Steve was a professional drummer. And uh, we was praising the Lord, and i never forget, I never saw a cloud appear in a church. And the cloud came under the door. And the cloud encamped around Pastor Wayne. Cloud camped around the whole church. The spirit of praise was in there so heavy, I have never witness nothing like that in my life. So I was blessed to come out of Roman Catholicism and God dropped me with Pastor Wayne through Rabbi, <laughs> a Jewish Christian who led me to the Lord, who introduced me to Pastor Wayne. He said, this is uh, Pastor Wayne Thompson. And he said, uh, 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 Go to his church, and he's here, here. And then I went to Fellowship of Faith, 
And Pastor Wayne met me. Come on, get in the car. That's <laughs> the first thing he said. <laughs> and then he asked me uh, about my mother and father. I told him I had a military family. He told me he was a Marine Corps. And we just started talking. And then he began to start talking stuff to me that I never even began to see because I was dealing with so much when I first got the Fellowship of Faith. Uh, Post-traumatic stress, carrying demons of stress, alcoholism and drugs. And he loved on me and uh, saw me go through progressions of change in my life, and he was was there for him. That's a true pastor. And everybody don't have that opportunity to have a pastor like that. So what I want to do is not to condemn any pastor. I'm not here to cut down no human being. God has entrusted me with a very serious task, and uh, it's not easy being a minister, especially when you're trying to represent Christ Jesus. It's not and uh, I want to read something to you in First Thessalonians chapter 2, verse uh, 4. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God, which tried our hearts. That's my obligation. And people need to know that there are pastors according to the Bible that don't even supposed to be pastors. You have people in the position of the church don't even need to be in there. You know, ball jack and twinkle, twinkling and oh my God. Whoop hopping. I mean stuff that ain't even in the Bible. And it is a flood of these types of people out here in the body of Christ deceiving people. Peter Popoff, that's a hustler. That's that's a hustler. After your money, sucking your money, don't have no care for you. That's not a pastor. Now, we're going to look at some scriptures. And uh, we're going to go to, I had it, the book of Zechariah. And I want you to turn to the book of Zechariah, King James Version, chapter 11, verse 15 through 17. Now, this is Zechariah, chapter 11, verse 15 through 17. I, I need to, I got it on the computer but I have to get it on on this this Bible. So wait, please be patient with me. I had it, and uh, I don't know where it went. Oh, there it is. It's out. Uh, hang on, wait one minute, because this is important that I give this out. Now, my sermons are unprepared, so I'm, I go, you know, as the leading of the Holy Spirit, I, I don't prepare uh, anything. And the Spirit is leading me to give you something. And also, while we're doing this on the telephone, get the Life in the Bible uh, scriptures. The Life in the Bible is a, a wonderful thing, a, a text to learn out of the scriptures. But don't get caught up in too much of the commentaries. Let the Holy Holy Spirit lead you with that. One three seven zero. Oh. 
one, three, seven, oh, one, three, four, one, three, six. There we go. Let's go to Zechariah. We're going to go to verse 11, and then we're going to go to verse 15 through 17. Okay. The foolish shepherd described. Now, this is in the book of Zechariah. The Bible tells us about foolish shepherds. We're doing a telethon. Heavenly Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. How God has anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. God, because God was with him, Acts 10, 38. Lord, your word says in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our fault, that he's just been able to forgive us for all unrighteousness. We take this time and opportunity to ask you to forgive us for all of our sins. Lord, we thank you that you have forgiven us. We ask that the precious anointing of the Holy Spirit come upon the hearer. Use me as your oracle. We come up against any demonic spirits, demonic interference, demonic hindrance. Go, Matthew 8.32. Go. Go away from the airways. Yet Michael the archangel, when contempting about the body of Moses, does not bring in any red accusation, but said, Satan, the Lord rebuke thee. We thank you for this day and this time of worship and your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So the Bible says, false shepherds describe. Now I'm going to say this again. I'm going to be very, very uh, honest with people. I'm not here to judge no pastor. Matthew 7 1 says, judge not, yes, that ye be judged. But if the shoe fits for what the Bible says about a pastor, then you're going to have to do what the Word of God says about this. So I'm not judging you. The Word will judge you. Jesus says he's not going to judge us. The Word will judge you. So the Lord is not going to judge us. The, uh, the Word will. He says that, that, he said that in the Bible, that his Word will judge us. So tonight, we're going to let the Word of God judge the pastors according to the way that they are supposed to properly function, you know? Now, most pastors are not very close to their members at, at a distance. That's that's not that's not how it's supposed to be. Pastor Wayne was always there uh, for us, and he always called us. They call me Brother Wayne. That's why I don't like to be called Apostle. Just call me Brother Emmett. I I don't care about the titles. I, the, the titles brings a lot of authority when you're dealing with demons, but just everyday communicating to people. Yeah, there are pastors in the church, but some people sometimes hide behind this word Pastor Apostle. And they pretend to be something when they're not. But tonight, we're going to show you what a true pastor is, according to the Word of God. And if you can't find this type of pastor, and if he's not what the Bible will share to you, I said the Bible, because I'm going to give you all scriptures about this subject. Then you need to get up out of there. 
All right, let's start this thing off. Zechariah chapter 11, verse 12. We are telethon. We're asking to raise money. We've only had $118 in three days. Come on. We got to do better than that. I'm going to stay on here all night till we raise $500. I got to get it by faith. We need equipment. I'm in a, uh, a, a legal situation with YouTube. Now, when anyone gives here, we Definitely so seeds to the radio station. My own personal money I get with my own disability, I use that to make my my personal life. But it takes a lot to run a ministry. And this is why we're doing this telethon, because people overseas ask me, hey, we would like to see you, so I have to be here at 12 o'clock because there's a different time zone. And we're dealing with so many nations. We're doing the best we can. I'm only one person that's doing this thing. Uh, like this at different hours of the day, and we've been going since 8 o'clock. But not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit. Amen? So sow a seed as we continue to teach tonight. I want to see some income come in. I want some emails. I want some praise report. We're going to have word of knowledge. There's going to be a lot of things going on tonight. The power of God is going to be moving with healing. There will be healing tonight. The presence of the Holy Spirit will be here with deep word of knowledge as the sermon is over. All right, let's get with the false shepherds. Is Zechariah eleven fifteen? And the Lord said unto me, Take unto to thee yet the instruments of a foolish shepherd. So we have shepherds, pastors as foolish. For lo, I will rise up a shepherd in the land, which shall not visit those that be cut off. Now you see, when you uh, a pastor and you cut off your members from receiving what the Word of God says pertaining a doctrine in the Bible, you're cutting them off. Oh, we can give you a good example about what I'm about to talk about now. The ministry of deliverance is cut off. So you have a pastor, pastor in the church that represents Jesus Christ, who died for people. And this pastor... For some reason, based on his background, on his denomination, or his traditionalism, or his legalism, will not bring the ministry of deliverance to the believer. It is the children's bread ministry. It should be part of worship. It should be part of teaching every day in the church. And God says that he don't want you cutting off his people from eating the word. This is why... Here at this radio ministry, I constantly push people to study the Bible. Because you may not know that this pastor ain't doing what's right. You think it's right. I mean, the music good, he's teaching, but he ain't casting out no demons. Ain't no healing up in there, and y'all go up in there and get that man your money, y'all get nothing back out of it. Not even healing. He'll lay hands on you, and you'll get worse than what you are then that means that he ain't right because some spirits in him ain't right. But God doesn't like pastors like that. For lo, I will rise up a shepherd in the land which shall not visit those that be cut off. Neither shall seek the young one. Neither shall seek the young one pursuing women. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Pastors lofting after women. They can do that. They're human. Oh, he's saying... I. Look, this is not for good pastors. This is not for a man that don't do that. I'm talking about the ones that do it. 
Jesus didn't come to heal those who was healthy. He came for the sick. They are out there. I didn't say your pastor was there. I'm saying they are out there because the Bible says that. Cut off, neither shall seek the young one, nor heal that which is broken. No healing. No healing in the church. And it's like that. Most people don't see healing in the church. Most most people don't even, they go to church every Sunday and come back and go to Smuggler's Board, eat, go to Piccadilly, <laughs> eat, fill yourself up, go home, put the Bible up, watch TV, get your shot of liquor, sip you some rum, go get drunk, go to sleep, wake up, go to work, go back to Bible study on Wednesday. Put the Bible back down. <laughs> Ain't no development with that. Nor heal that is broken. God does not like pastors can't heal people. Nor feed that standeth still, but he shall eat the flesh of the fat and their claws in pieces. Woe to the idle shepherd that leave the flock the sword shall be upon his arm, and upon his right eye his arm shall be cleaned, dried up, and his right eye shall be utterly darkened. The Zechariah trail one. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel says, The Lord which stretched forth the heavens and layeth the foundation of the earth and formed the spirit of man within him. And if God has put the spirit of man in all of us, he put his spirit in us and every woman and every human being, it is that pastor's responsibility to feed that man's spirit and that woman's spirit. It is the pastor's responsibility to tell them, don't look up to me, look up to Jesus. It is the pastor's responsibility to tell them there is no such thing as pastor's appreciation day. It is the pastor's responsibility to tell him there is no such thing as first lady day. There is a a, a, a true pastor would not have. What are you doing having an anniversary? I mean, did, I mean, it, it's just a, a tool to make money. It's a scheme. I, I I do an anniversary, but I'm not, you know, I'm not celebrating and spending. <laughs> I mean, they're spending money for unnecessary. Take that money and give the poor in your church. A true pastor is supposed to have funds to set up when a person tithed in the church. Their tithe and their offering, they are supposed to be able to, when they send money to that church, when they send money to that church, hallelujah, Lord Jesus, moving on me now. Come on, Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, Lord. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Yes, Jesus. Malachi chapter no Malachi chapter three, verse eight. Would a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. Okay, pastor's good in telling folks that, but they robbing you too, because a good pastor should have funds for you if you have any financial need. You don't need to be filling out no forms. 
and going through the hoops to get money that you put in the church and that you give money to for healing. You give money to get taught there, and you're supposed to have financial assistance in the church. Would a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, wherein, wherein have ye robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Now watch this. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me even this whole nation. That's any individual person. We're not talking about the individual people tonight. But those who tithe, that pastor is supposed to do this, and they don't do it. I did it. I did it when I had a church. Now, I had about 30 people up in here, man, and it was huge. I had money when I was at the office because we had was worshiping at a church way in Marietta. And the Lord had me 34 people say, I didn't call you. There's no church. I call you the Internet. And when I did move from that, I did have a fund set up. And people uh, would, uh, still would pass over and I need some money. I'd give it to them. You know? And uh, they was with me two years. And my, my criteria is you were for six months. After six months, you qualify because I know you're here. And even I had people who would join and uh, they tied one week needed some help when we helped them. And then I would take the money and I would say, okay, uh, I'm going to distribute it to everybody and try to help people. I tried to do that. That's what a, a, a pastor is supposed to do. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, watch this, that there may be meat in my house. That meat is food for the church member. That meat is the money to give their bills to be paid. That meat is the system if their car broke down. A church should set up. If you got a big old y'all mega churches, get the mechanic and set up a, 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 a pay for a building at that church where people can pull in and get their car fixed free. Oh, they ain't going to do that. They ain't going to do that, but that's how it's supposed to get done. I don't know no, I don't know no church nowhere that will help you. I remember... Um, he was an evangelistic association uh, pastor. Uh, he's a Jamaican pastor. He he blessed me with some money. I didn't even have no money to go somewhere. And he said, here, because I was streaming this radio station. And he really liked it me, and I, I really uh, learned a lot from him. And I have to find his sermons. Uh, he was a pastor in Jamaica an older pastor and um, he he was there for me a true pastor is going to be there for you for the word to teach you the word that pastor need to have gifts if that pastor don't have no gifts then you're not going to know anything about gifts all right now let's look at uh the book of jeremiah we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 3. Oh, I'm taking my time with this. I, I, I don't get off work till 7 in the morning. But for the blog talk room, it's going to go out in about an hour and 40 minutes. In Jeremiah chapter 3, and Brother Paul, thank you for your contributions. Thank you, Brother Paul. One offering. Jeremiah chapter 3, we're going to do verse 15. Now watch this. And I will give you 
pastors according to my heart. Now, the pastor that we just got through talking about in the book of Zechariah, if you go back to Zechariah, and when you go home tonight or after the service or this morning, go back and compare Zechariah to what I'm about to show you. And it'll be amazing. You'll see the characteristics of what the Lord is trying to say. Go back to Zechariah, and I'm going to go back to it, chapter 11. And we're going to go to verse 15. Now, if you look at Zechariah chapter 11, verse 15, you will see that it is totally different from the book of Jeremiah chapter 3 that gives a total different characteristics of a pastor. Let's look at the difference. Jeremiah three fifteen says, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Well, Zechariah chapter 11, verse 15 says, And the Lord said unto me, Take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish pastor. So it's not, it has nothing to do with the heart of God. So this pastor is a pastor that doesn't even have the heart of God. Because in Jeremiah chapter 3, verse 15, he says, I will give you pastors according to my heart. But in Zechariah, God ain't talking about that with these pastors here. He on a different trip with them. <laughs> he, you, you ain't doing right. You see the difference? And the Lord said unto me, take unto thee yet the instruments of a foolish pastor. For lo, I will rise up a shepherd in the land which shall not visit those that be cut off after my heart, cut off, two types of pastors, two types of characteristics. So you don't want a pastor that's cut off, going to cut, cut off the gospel. No, we don't do deliverance over here. No, we don't speak in tongues over here. Tongues have ceased. Triple crown, Bishop, that ain't in the Bible. And see, there's the characteristics of it. And then the Bible says something very interesting. Zechariah was now to, to take against the equipment of a shepherd, of impression of a godless shepherd who used the equipment to hurt the people. The foolish shepherd will have his final fulfillment in judgment in the Antichrist. Foolish shepherd. There are pastors that's foolish. Now you can study Ezekiel 34, 2-4, Daniel 11, 36-39, John 5, 43, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3-10, and Revelation chapter 3, 1-8. Now we go back to pastors according to my heart 
Jeremiah pictured a day when Israel would have pastors who live according to God's word and impartate life through their understanding of it because they knew God's heart. They would have, they will know how to shepherd God's people. The types of knowledge in leadership is essential for spiritual understanding and to lead people into righteousness with signs and wonders and casting out demons and laying hands on the sick and operating with the nine gifts and bringing forth prophecy and allowing water baptism and allowing Holy Ghost spilt uh, Christian and allowing the Sabbath day is a pastor after God's heart. No pastor is perfect, for all have came short of the glory of God. Now, some pastors like to use witchcraft on you, control you. You know, they see you working, you bucking for a position in the church. It's a lot of politics in churches. I don't deal with them. <laughs> you got a whole bunch of people together, and they don't know each other, and you're trying to become one. That ain't easy. This one got this ideology, this and the person got saved, the spirit of God in, but he ain't reading. You got all these personalities on different levels of spirituality. And the pastor has to be able to have the equipment to deal with that spiritually. Now, a foolish pastor, the shepherd pastor, is also spoken of in the book of chapter Jeremiah. So we're going to go back to Jeremiah, and we're going to go to Jeremiah chapter 23. Everything I'm giving you is scripture concerning a foolish pastor and a true pastor. True pastors, two types of pastors is the sermon for this morning. Jeremiah chapter 23, we are having a telethon, please, so a see. Go to www.livedeliverance.com. I am trying to raise money to get back to Jamaica. I got to get a lawyer for YouTube. There's a lot going on with this radio station. And uh, I'm moving back to Jamaica. Uh, by faith, uh, I, I will announce something, but I'm waiting on the Lord to clarify it before it really comes through uh, with some changes going to be made in my life. And I, uh, in a situation where I have to and I will keep this radio station going as long as I have breath. We need your contributions. We need your help. So go to www.livedeliverance.com and go all the way down to our PayPal site, and there you can give to Live Deliverance in that radio. Okay, let's look at the raiment of the true pastors. Now, God here is angry just as well as what he was in Zechariah chapter 11, verse 15 through 17. We see here rebuking of a pastor. In Jeremiah chapter 23, verse 1, it says, Woe be unto the pastors, P-A-S-T-O-R-S, that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, said the Lord. Now, how can that pastor destroy and scatter his sheep, bring divisions amongst people, control people, Take their money. Don't teach them nothing right. Crap, little dollars. 
said he apologized his whole church. He taught them wrong. They're still there. If someone said that to me, I would say, I forgive you, brother. I'm gone. And all that teaching, you got to regurgitate and come out, and he's still in the jets and going on, and people still buying that. Man, you people got to stop this. You can't follow anything. If it's not true, authentic, if it doesn't bring love, peace, the presence of the Holy Spirit, revelation, knowledge, comfort to the believer, healing for the believer, then get out of that church. Then get out. Just get out. You know, and let me say this here. For some of you that may not know this, we're talking about pastors and churches and all this stuff. Let me say this here. In the first century, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this because we're going to get ready and close. Because we got a lot to do on pastors. We're going to go back at this tomorrow on the telethon. Now, we got telethon. We rolled in this thing. Amen? Now, look at this. In the early church, they didn't have the problems that we have today. The pastors weren't like that. In Acts one twelve, it says, They returned there unto Jerusalem from the mount called Olive, which is from Jerusalem, a Sabbath day journey. They always taught on the Sabbath. Even when the Holy Spirit came forth, it was in a rented room. When the people had the Holy Ghost, and when they were come in, they went up into an upper room. An upper room where aboard both Peter and James and John and Andrew, Acts one thirteen. That wasn't no church. See, Satan has penetrated the church. It's called the synagogue of Satan. That's in the Bible. Did you know that? The synagogue of Satan in the book of Revelation, King James. Revelations 3, 9, Behold, I will make them of the synagogue of Satan, which say they are Jews and are not, but do lie. There are a lot of pastors that has no uh, form of spiritual gift at all, but good oratoricals, and that's how they get you. Wonderful performers, but do they perform miracles? A true pastor performs miracles. And God here is speaking against this in Jeremiah 23. One, woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor. They scatter it. But in the first century, it wasn't like that because they was in houses. They're not in churches. They were in churches raising money to jet planes and stuff. The devil didn't got into the church. Look at Acts 20.20. 20, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house. They had that problem. Even in Acts 28.30 and 31, and Paul dwelt four years in his own hired house. Paul, the apostle Paul, rented a house and received all that came into him, and they worshiped. Now we at the church. We ain't like that like the first century no more. Acts twenty eight thirty one, preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord, that Jesus Christ and the confidence of no man forbidding him. And unto the churches in thy house, in thy house, also Phenomenon one twenty eight, in thy house. Now we got the building. 
and now the church has become a product of marketing Christianity. And therefore, when the market Christianity gets in, the temptations that man have is lust, pride, greed, and money. And pastors can get caught up in that money. I saw I knew a pastor. I ain't going to get away yet. After Sunday, he had a big old van, had a whole family getting out, and all the poor people looking at him getting rides and wouldn't even offer them a ride home. You call some of the pastors, uh, make an appointment to come see me. And then you got to go through all these entourons, and you paying him a salary. Stop, stop tithing to him. Everybody stop tithing. He won't even make it. It's the people of God that support these people. But you people of God, you need to understand that God doesn't want you supporting something that is not helping you. And you have to come out from among them being separate, said the Lord, and touch not that unclean thing. Even the church organizations are unclean in the eyesight of God. They denounce the ministry of deliverance. They denounce renunciation. They denounce curse breaking. They denounce speaking in tongues. I don't know what that is. And you got Baptist churches, and they all packed with it. They foolishness. God called that a foolish pastor. You shouldn't come under that. Woe be unto the pastors that destroy and scatter the sheep of my pastor, saith the Lord. Therefore, thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, against the pastors that feed my people, ye have scattered my flock and driven them away and have not visited them. Behold, I will visit upon you the evil of your doing, saith the Lord, and I will gather the raiment of my flock out of all countries, with I have driven them, and will bring them again to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and increase. And I will set up shepherds over them, which shall feed them, and they shall fear no more, nor be dismayed, neither shall they be lacking, saith the Lord. We should not be lacking. No ground teaching in the body of Christ. God says he will send men and women. And if men won't do it, he'll find a woman to do it. If he can't find a woman, he'll kind of find a female ass. She spoke. God will use whatever he got to use. And God's word is going to get out. And God is making a house cleaning. But I said, the Lord will call unto thee to come out of these dead churches, said the Lord. For I have called thee to nourish thyself in thy word. Seek my word and study my word that I can come to you and that you can come to me and you can be clean before me so that I can bless thee. Come out from the dead churches, said the Lord Jesus of Nazareth. Read my word. Cast out demons. Heal the sick. Proclaim the gospel. I am here to heal. I am here to deliver. I am not here to stuff the dull ear, for I have an ear for my people, and that my word shall not go out, board. it will fulfill what that it says, says the Lord. 
for I want you to come unto me and to my word and to cleave to my word and that my word will cleanse you and that my word will bless you. I want you to meditate, says the Lord, and to commune with me so that I can lead you to the right pastors that you need, said the Lord. I had nothing to do with this. I have no makeup. This ain't nothing made up. The Lord moved on me. I prophesied. I interpreted. God is cleaning house. In this chapter, Jeremiah prophesies woe and judgment of Judah's spiritual leaders, the priests, and the false prophets who were selfishly enriching themselves while not caring at all about the conditions of God's people. Oh, have mercy, Jesus. Go to Ezekiel. I'm going to show you something. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Ezekiel. That 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 that, that hit me when I when I see that. I, I don't like that. Whoo, boy. Ezekiel 34. Boy, the Bible is so powerful. I don't never get enough of the Bible. I can do this all day. Israel's shepherds. And the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel, the prophets, and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flock? But they feed themselves through money. That's right. They feed themselves through money. That's right. Let me say it again. They feed themselves through money. That's right. Again, they feed themselves through money. They feed themselves through money. And that's wrong. That's against God. And they do it every Sunday. And don't nobody say nothing to them. But God says something to you. Using frame, frame words to deceive people. Church leaders must be aware of two dangerous sins. The desire for money, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 3 and 8, Titus chapter 1, verse 7. The New Testament standards for those who oversee God's work is to receive adequate support from the church. Luke 10, 7, 1 Corinthians 9, 14, 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 17. And to be constant with basic necessity provisions for themselves and their families. No minister ought to make himself rich from God's work. Those who fall victims to this temptation open themselves up to sins of greed, compromise, and theft for the sake of money. Compromise and theft for the sake of money. They compromise God's word, righteous standards, and God's kingdom principles. The desire for power, 
those greedy for power will dominate those whom they have to serve by exceedingly using their authority instead of being a pastor, must lead the church by being an example to the flock in devotions to Christ's humility and humble service. Perseverance and righteousness and steadfast is what it is all about, not leading the church into an area of death by false doctrine, no, no signs, and taking their, their money and leaving them. That's not right. Second Peter chapter two. Verse three. This is what pastors do. Not all of them. I'm talking about the bad ones. I hope this convicting you. Four, five, six, seven plates of collection. Pastor Appreciation Day, and you set yourself up on the pulpit, you and your wife, and everybody giving y'all gifts. You didn't die for none of them. You can be replaced. I can be replaced. Only Jesus of Nazareth should deserve that honor. Jesus says, come and follow me. I shall make you fishermen of men, Matthew 4.19. Not suckers of men and sucking up their money. I don't believe in Pastor's Appreciation Day. I don't want no, none of you to appreciate me. I want you to appreciate my Lord, my Master, my Savior, Jesus of Nazareth, Yeshua, Hamashiach, the Son of God. That's who you obey. I do not like to see pastors pimp people and take their money and use these words, frame words to mess you up. But you don't have no discernment. So you think it's good. Oh, now they give you what you want to hear. You ain't going there because you're talking about money. Oh, come on and tithe this money. Sacrificial lines. I saw that in Jamaica. That hurted me. Sacrificial offering, ye are bought with a price. First Corinthians, the Bible says, ye are bought with a price. Ye are bought with a price. King James Version. Ye are bought with a price. Ye are bought with a price. King James Version. Well, First Corinthians chapter 6. But ye are bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. You're bought with a price. What are you paying and charging people for? Why are you having these people in line, giving they all, giving they last, and they get nothing out of it because you done lied to them? You have lied to them and told them, give the sacrifice offering, and in eight months, oh, you won't tell them within a week or two. No, you're going to go eight months because they're going to forget about it, but they got the money and they're gone. I don't like that. Second Peter chapter two verse three, and through covetousness, and oh, that shit kind of about and through covetousness shall they with f e i g n e d fame words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not and their damnation slumbereth not the false pastors will commercialize the gospel being experts in greed and in prosperity messages in promising the believer that they will get something back in return of their money 
and getting money from believers to enhance their ministry and influence lifestyle, believers must be aware that one of the chief methods of false ministers is to use feigned words, F-E-I-G-N-E-D, to tell impressive but false stories or to give extravagant statistics in order to inspire God's people to give money. They glorify themselves and enrich their ministries with these fabricated stories. Thus, these Christians become an object of exhortation from the pastors because these ministers defile God's truth in people and deceive them through money. And they're going to die and burn in hell. There's nowhere in scriptures that a pastor is supposed to tell you that you got to give some money for him to heal you. They're not pastors. A true pastor wouldn't do that. The foolish shepherds, they're out there. That's what Jesus say about a, a, a foolish a, a preacher. Oh, Jesus got a lot to say about that. See, don't, don't nobody like hearing sermons like this, special pastors. Because if you're sick, you better change. You got pastors that come eat your food up, want you to do everything for them, and they won't do nothing for you. Won't even pull over and see you and get you a ride in the car. They ain't thinking about you. They ain't got your money. Give you a little entertainment. Give you a couple of gifts here and there. How about giving the whole church, hey, set some aside, give them $100 a week. You can put that in the church. They can do that. They don't want to do that. They can do that. You got, what, 2,000 members? At least each member is supposed to get $500 once a week. They ain't going to do that. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat. That's for the people of the church, not him. And then what you do is begin to work work them up, and now you're idling them. First John five twenty one, my dear children, present thyself away from all idols. Pastor Wayne Thompson told us to look at Jesus. Pastor Wayne Thompson never ever begged people for nothing. I remember he drove in an old car before he had a Mercedes Benz. He started out lost everything and brought him back up. He didn't ask for no car. The church bought him one. He deserved it. Yeah, pastors should be blessed. If they teach in the scriptures correctly, if you see the signs in them, if you see the apostolic anointing in them, if you see the nine gifts of the Spirit in them, if you see the word that you're being taught, bless the man of God. A workman don't have to, uh, is, is not labor his labor. But the devil don't want that pastor in, in operate. He's going to do everything he can to cut him off. My main problem I have is Satan and satanic forces trying to shut my money down that God's going to send me. See, I have to teach throughout the airways. It's different. I'm on, I'm at home right now teaching all over the world. And don't you think that those spirits, wherever I'm trying to see, trying to stop money from coming in, I will cast down and pull that thing down, and I'm going to do it, and I will do it. A true pastor is supposed to use the money wisely, not foolishly. I have $1,000 a month to pay bills just to run this radio station. If you see a pastor that don't have these 
uh, attributes such as being a good pastor. A good shepherd must stand before God. A good shepherd, not a bad one. Stand before God, Jeremiah forty nine nineteen. Stand before God. Stand before God, Jeremiah forty nine nineteen. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of Jordan against the inhabitation of the strong, and I will suddenly make him run away from her. And who is chosen? Who chosen man that I may appoint over her? For who is like me? And who will appoint me the time? And who is that shepherd that will stand before me? God wants a shepherd that will stand before him in his presence, serving him as unto the Lord Jesus, Colossians 3.17 and 3.23, whatsoever you do, do wholeheartedly as unto the Lord, not to man. And if that pastor have that concept, the Lord will bless him. He's supposed to be able to stand before God and cleanse in the eyesight of God to teach God's people the word of God, not to hyper off them and use them and, and run money, everything, money, money, money. You ever see a poor, a poor man become a pastor? They're rich. They ain't never had nothing. You see the African pastors? They ain't in the ministry for, uh, uh, for, for, for the Lord and for money. And they live like kings. It's okay, but you can't live like that. I don't want to live in no 28-room house And I, if I had a church and I got 2,000 people. I'm concerned about this. And who in my church don't have the bills need to be paid? They have problems. But no, your, your, your way of living can't even help the church who's sending money to give you so you can teach them. And what you go do with it? You go buy the biggest Mercedes Benz and the Rolls Royce. So you can't pay and help these people. Look look where it's going. It's good to have a nice car, but I, won't know, I wouldn't want no $80,000 car if I know I got church members. My heart, I got a 2001 full Taurus. When the Lord blessed me with my back pay, I'm not buying no new car. It's going to the Ford dealership. I don't need know what I need a car for. I want to put the money in the Internet. I'm getting it. We'll have a lot of limits. We'll have an FM radio station. Believe me, that's in the works. When the Lord blessed me with my disability, my back pay, I'm taking every dime I got that's going on the FM radio station. I'm putting my money into the kingdom of God because I know it works. I know the word works. And there are some people who have pastors that have not seen what I'm saying to you. A true pastor must stand before God, man, and teach people. It's not problem. Jeremiah chapter 50, verse 44. Behold, he shall come up like a lion from the swelling of Jordan unto the inhabitation of the strong, but I will make them suddenly run away from her. And who is a chosen man that I may appoint over her? For who is like me, and who will appoint me the time? And who is the shepherd that will stand before me? Same thing. A good shepherd should not have to please man, but God. For I'm not, if I please man, I'm not a, a servant of Christ, Galatians 1, 9, and 10. A good shepherd must hear the word of God, Ezekiel 34, 4. He must be able to hear the word of God. If he can't hear the word of God, how is he going to teach you? That's in the blind leading the blind. 
You don't want that. I don't want nobody teaching me that don't know the Bible. I can't sit in no church and, and pastor preaching and, and I don't hear no scriptures. I, I could have walk up out of there. Go to Ezekiel 34, 9. Ezekiel 34. Let's go to, let me do 34 and then I get to 9. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy, I say to them, Thus saith the Lord God unto the shepherds, Woe be to the shepherds of Israel that do feed themselves. Should not the shepherd feed the flock? Now, if they're not feeding the flock, and if you see that, get out. Ye eat the fat, ye clothe you with the wool. Ye kill them that are fed, but ye feed not the flock. The disease have yet not strengthened, neither have ye healed that which was sick. Ain't no healing. Neither have ye bound up that which was broken. No healing ministry, no emotional trauma, no demons. Neither have ye brought against that which driven away. Neither have ye sought that which was lost. But with force and with cruelty have you ruled them. And a lot of pastors do that to people. Come see me tomorrow. I saw Leroy Thompson. Ain't no way in the world I give a man my wallet. What is it? What you want from me? Okay, give it to me. Took the whole man's wallet, took the money out of the wallet, and threw him back his wallet. And then, and, 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 and people are running to pastors that they're Jesus. Let me tell you something. Don't care who they are. And don't call me no man of God. I don't like that. Just call me Brother Emmett. I don't think I deserve that. I'm a sinner. Saved by God. I don't like no accolades. I hate them. Call Jesus a man of God. I'm a man with sin. I'm a sinful man. I was born in the sin. Jesus only protects me. So don't come don't call me no man of God. I really don't don't even call me apostles. Call me Brother Emmett. I don't like titles. I hate them. I don't want to share uh, share glory with the Lord? Are you crazy? Do you know you got pastors that people want to, them to worship them? You got pastors that control women more than the husband control their wife. That's wrong. My pastor, my pastor, my pastor. You better say about Jesus. He can be replaced. And then you get under the control of, of one of these witchcraft pastors and control you, you're going to be rid of it. Oh, come, come, come see me cut the yard. Come do that. And don't give a person a dime. These pastors want you to do cleanup day. You go clean up the church. You got to dry there. Well, Malachi 3.10 says, meet in my storehouse. Then give them some gas money. They ain't going to do that. The Lord God is a shepherd. Ezekiel 34:11. For thus says the Lord God, Behold, I even I both search my sheep and seek them out. Now we got a shepherd with God and Jesus, but I can't guarantee you gonna have a good shepherd with the one on earth, the preacher. I ain't going against the good ones. I'm talking about the ones that know that they ain't got no nothing, and you don't know it. So I'm showing you these scriptures. So if you don't see these characteristics, get out of there. As his shepherd seeks out his flock in the day that he is among his sheep, they are scattered. So will I seek out my sheep and will deliver them out of all places where they have been scattered 
in the cloudy and dark day. And I will bring them out from the people and gather them from the countries and will bring them to their own land and feed them upon the mountains of Israel by the rivers and in all the inhabited places of the country. I will feed them in a good pasture and upon the high mountains of Israel shall their fold be. They shall they lie in good fold and in a fat pasture. Shall they feed upon the mountains of Israel? I will feed my flock, and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord. And I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them <coughs> with judgment and as for you O my flock <coughs> thus says the Lord behold I will judge between cattle and cattle between the ruins and the goats God gonna judge them and a whole lot of them are gonna go to hell now I want to say a good pastor also must have his house in order, First Timothy 3, 5. A good pastor must be able to be led by the Holy Ghost, Luke twelve eleven. He must be able to see in the spirits to see demons in order to help you, Second Kings 6, 17. He must understand scripture, and he must be taught by Christ. Now, if he's not taught by Christ, you ain't going to have no pastors. you got pastors taught by theological studies institutions. You ain't going to get nothing but none but another Emmanuel Williams, an E.W. You'll be an E.W. You don't want to be no E.W. Go to Acts chapter 4, verse 13. we got a lot to cover, but I'm going to cut it down because a lot of people are getting tired, but i got to keep going. <clears throat> Look at this here. Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took knowledge of them that they have been with Jesus. The question is you tonight, have your pastor been with Jesus? The question is yours. The choice is yours. Are you going to continue to sit under a pastor that don't have no gifts? Hmm. Are you going to do that? Are you going to... Go to this church for 10, 15, 20 years and never get healed. You went in there with high, pressure, high blood pressure, you died with high blood pressure. That ain't God. You went in there with a curse, you died with a curse. The church is yours. Come out from among them and be separate, said the Lord, and touch not that unclean thing. Ask the Lord to lead you to a place. If you don't have a place, I'll be your pastor. Right here on this internet, you can call me. We can work together. I help you with some deliverance. I'm going to teach you the word. I don't want you looking up to me, honoring me. Ain't no Bible sending you no autographs. I ain't in the Hollywood thing. I am a deliverance minister. My specialty is to cast out demons, to teach demonology, to teach healing, to encourage the body of Christ. My conversations and teachings are very controversial because Jesus was controversial. I'm not an ordinary pastor. I'm what God made. I'm just Emmett Overton, a humble servant of the Lord, trying to get to heaven. That's all I'm trying to do. The choice is yours. Are you going to have a foolish pastor 
or you're going to have a pastor that has after God's heart. Father, Lord, we come in the name of Jesus. We thank you for this word. We thank you for the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, for Pastor Wayne Thompson from Fellowship of Faith Church. May he rest in peace. I thank you for Derek Prince and those who have learned from them. I thank you for Win Worthy, Lord, and for Frank Hammond, the founders of the ministers of the Ministry of Deliverance. I thank you for Dr. Derek Prince, for one I learn all the time, Lord. I thank you for Pastor Wayne and the past that you gave me through my life. And, Father, I pray that this be a message to the hearer, that they will be free from such bondage and come out from that and learn a pastor that have the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that can have deliverance and bless those who understand and hear his word. We thank you, Lord, that this can be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're still looking for a seed. Nothing's going in. Come on, sir. A seed on this telethon now. I'm going to get off air. I got to come back on in about 30 minutes. I'm going to open up the chat room. And then after that, I'm going to um, come back on air. So come on and sow a seed. Please sow a seed. Go to www.livedeliverance.com on the lower left hand corner of the icon. Whatever God moves on your heart, give at www.livedeliverance.com. God bless you. And shalom.